The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network, powered by Anchor. You are listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms on the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford and Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. Pittsburgh takes two of three out of the Tigers. Not good to see. While the Reds get bit by the Diamondbacks, Cleveland opens with the Yankees. Starting tonight, a big four-game series. While after the Tigers hosted the Pirates, they now host the Royals. And Cincinnati is now renewing a rivalry with the Cardinals. Golf, Matsuyama winning the Masters to top it all off. With my golf game coming back into the full swing. A new podcast has launched on the Anchor Network. We'll talk about that tonight. That you might want to take a listen to, in my opinion. But after all this week, the Jackets season is like the Dua Lipa song says it best. Just say that we're good. And we're good tonight. Right here on All Andy Alfred. Guess who's back? All Andy Alfred. And a shot and a goal. 24 runs in the span. I'm going to get shut out. Dumbino hit to a home run. Go! Jack. That's way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for All Andy Alfred. And with that, I say, I love you guys, and welcome into another edition of All Andy Alford tonight. We are back on the air, right here on your exclusive home for me, the Anchor Network, and that is with the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes and Apple Music, whether it be on Google Podcasts, whether it be on Stitcher, Bleaker, Pocket Cast, however you listen, wherever you listen. Whenever you are listening to this show, thank you. From the bottom of my heart for giving me the opportunity to give you a little snippet of what's happening in the sports world, especially here in the Northwest Ohio region with our national local teams, as well as my thoughts and opinions about what's happening in the world right here on All Andy Elford. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford, as well as Facebook.com. Slash all Andy Elford. So welcome in. We are taping this podcast today on this Thursday, the 22nd of April, 2021. We are in between the end of the Reds and Tigers game and the start of the the big Indians-Yankees game that's going to be starting here at about 6-10 as we're taping this. So we have two fresh games that have just ended, of course, a big long-inning game for the Reds. Uh, big old softball score is what they say best. Uh, we'll recap that for you here in a minute. We'll also recap what's happening with the Jackets. It's not good, folks, but 
you know, as uh, as Dua Lipa says it, we're good because of how bad the Jackets are. And uh, I've faced reality that we're not making the playoffs. And I think I also will have my opinion also tonight on how I feel about what's going to happen with this organization here in just a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about my golf game. Golf game was good. We'll talk about that, where I played this past weekend, and also a new podcast that I'm now listening to with a few good friends of the show. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But uh, first and foremost, let's hit the diamond, and let's talk about what happened up at Comerica Park this afternoon. The Tigers having a big three-game swing with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And by the way, before I continue on, if you haven't gotten a chance yet, if you're here in the Northwest Ohio area, tomorrow, 1 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock downtown, the final exhibition game for the Tigers taxi squad. They'll play the Pittsburgh Pirates taxi squad, 1 o'clock, first pitch, gates open at noon, great afternoon to go down there to the ballpark. It's going to be around the 60-degree range. Tickets by muthens.com, very limited in tickets, uh, limited concessions as well. But a good chance to get down to the ballpark and see the, the future mud hens and the future players that could be in the lineup come later on in the season for the Detroit Tigers and for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, but speaking of which, today the Tigers took on the Pirates up at Comerica Park. And we'll start with what happened on Tuesday. Both the game got washed out because of the snow that took place here in this area. So they had to play a doubleheader, uh, two seven-inning games on Wednesday. And the, it was a split for both teams. Game 1 saw the Pirates getting a big 3-2 win over the Detroit Tigers. Anderson, the win, he goes to 2-2 two two with a 3.92 ERA. Michael Fulmer, the loss for the Tigers. He goes to 1-1 oh one, one with a 3.94 ERA. In the game, Anderson for the, for the Pirates went a total of five innings pitch, three hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, two walks, and seven strikeouts in the game. For Fulmer, Fulmer going a four-inning start, four hits, three runs. Those three runs were all earned, one walk, and three strikeouts of the game. Rodriguez to save his second of the season. No home runs hit in the game for either team. We get to game two, and the Tigers did get the bounce back that they needed, and it was, it was Jacob Turnbull. On the hill, excuse me, Spencer Turnbull, my apologies, Spencer Turnbull on the hill as he ends the Tigers' skid and the Tigers getting a big 5-2 win off of two home runs from Nico Goodrum and Jonathan Scope. Goodrum, his second scope, his first of the season. Pittsburgh did have a long ball in the game. It was Evans, his fourth of the season. As Turnbull gets the win, Spencer Turnbull gets the win. He goes to 1-0 with a 1.80 ERA. In the game, Turnbull, five innings pitched, two hits, one run. That run was earned, two walks, six strikeouts in the game for Spencer Turnbull. And by the way, earlier in the week, last earlier last week, he was down in Toledo with the taxi squad having a start against the Cincinnati Reds farm team. And he went a solid four innings with six strikeouts. And he was pitching really lights out. He comes up and makes a spot start with the doubleheader on Wednesday evening and gets the big win. He goes to 1-0 with a 1.80 ERA in the game. For Pittsburgh, it was Yaguri. The loss, he goes to 0-1 with an 8.31 ERA. He went four and a third innings pitch, four hits, four runs. Those four runs were earned. 
two walks and four strikeouts, two home runs hit that he gave up the Goodrum and Scope home run. Soto the save, his second of the season. Now we get to today's game, and the, and the Tigers and a good-sized crowd on hand at Comerica Park could not salvage the series win. They fall 2-3 to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a score of 4-2. to two. Howard the win for Pittsburgh. He goes now to 2-1 with a 2.45 ERA. He went a solid. He went. He gets the win. He went a two-thirds of an inning, giving up no runs, no hits, no walk. It was Miller the, Keller, the starter. He went five innings, five hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned. No walks, five strikeouts. He gave up one home run, which is the Jacoby Jones home run, which was the bright spot for the Tigers today. His first of the season. However, for the Tigers today, it was Urea starting for the Tigers. He went seven innings pitch, giving up five hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk and two strikeouts. But Cesaro lost. He goes, he gets two thirds innings, giving up one hit, one run. That run was earned, one walk and one strikeout of the game. Rodriguez, his third save of the season. So the Tigers fall two of three to the Pittsburgh Pirates. They now welcome in the Kansas City Royals for a four-game series starting tomorrow night at six. Excuse me, at 7-10. It'll be minor on the hill for Kansas City. He goes, he is 1-1 one one with a 5.17 ERA. It'll be Casey Mize for the Tigers. He is 1-1 one one with a 3.38 ERA, 7-10 start time for that one. Saturday, a 1-10 start time. It will be Singer on the hill. He's 0-2 with a 3.77 ERA. He'll take on Matthew Boyd, who is 2-1 with a 2.03 ERA, 1-10 start time for that one. The concluding game... For the weekend on Sunday, we'll see Danny Duffy on the hill, 2-1 with a .50 ERA. He'll take on Michael Fulmer, who got the loss on on Wednesday afternoon in the game one of the double dip. He goes, he's now 1-1 with a 3.94 ERA. That will be a 1-10 start time for that one. Monday, another 1-10 start time. It will be Turnbull on the hill, 1-0 with a 1.80 ERA. He'll take on Keller, who is 1-2 with a 12. ERA and then Detroit will hit the road for three games on the south side of Chicago. The Tigers will go to see the White Sox the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th before the first weekend in May, heading into the Bronx to take on the New York Yankees for a pivotal three game series. The Yankees on the 30th of April, May 1st, and May 2nd before they play Boston on the 4th, 5th, and 6th. Okay, so some pivotal games for the Tigers going forward, and we'll see what happens with that. And speaking of which, the Yankees are now in Cleveland tonight. A big four-game series between the Tribe and the Yankees. But the, the Tribe could not get anything going because of the weather as well as because of their bats on Tuesday night as they took on the Chicago White Sox in the only game of the series as the game yesterday was washed out because of snow on the field. Uh, they did play it Tuesday night. The White Sox getting an 8-5 win over the Tribe. Rondon, the win, he goes to 3-0 with a .47 ERA. Plesak, the loss, he goes to 1-3 with a 6.75 ERA. Hendricks, the loss, he goes he gets Hendricks, the save, excuse me, his third of the season. Big home run hit, hit in the game for the White Sox in this one. As it was Anderson, his third. 
Uh, Jose Abreu with two home runs in the game, his third and fourth of the season, and Grandal, his second. Jordan Lupo homering for the Tribe, his fifth of the season. So Cleveland now welcomes in the Yankees for a big four-game series. This is a huge series because how bad the Yankees are right now to get them this early and to capitalize is key. So they will start tonight. It will be Cervelli on the hill for Cleveland, 6-10 start time. He is 3-0 with a 2.18 ERA. Jermon will start for the Yankees. He's 0-2 with a 9 ERA, 6-10 start time for that one. Friday sees Logan Allen, 1-2 with a 4.50 ERA, taking on Montgomery, who is 1-1 with a 4.24 ERA. That's a 7-10 start time for that one. And this is this game, this Saturday, if you're going to watch a, a baseball game anytime this weekend, this is the game. I am circling this game for you. Cleveland versus New York, Saturday night, 6-10 first pitch. If this game does get in, I will be ecstatic to see this game, okay? I think this is a possible, possible wild card matchup right now. And this could be the... This could be a very, very interesting game right here. It is Garrett Cole on the hill for the Yankees. Their ace of the staff, 2-1 with a 1.82 ERA, taking on the reigning Cy Young winner in Shane Bieber. 2-1 with a 2.45 ERA, 6-10 start time. Make sure you get that all circled in there. 6-10 on Saturday. Yankees, Indians, 6-10 start time for that one. That's going to be a great game. Uh, Sunday, the concluding game of the series, it will be McKenzie on the hill for Cleveland. He has no record, but his ERA is a 3.55 ERA. Uh, the Yankees have not yet named a starter for that one. The Tribe will then finish up the homestand with three games against the Minnesota Twins as they will play the Twins the 26th, 27th, and 28th before a day off on the 29th before they head to the south side of Chicago for three games against the Pale Hose of the White Sox the 30th of April. May, May 1st and 2nd before they go to Kansas City for four straight before they welcome back the Cincinnati Reds. So that is a big swing. Like I said, make mention Saturday, watch that game. Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, 6-10 start time for that one to watch. And now let's hop over to the senior circuit really quickly and let's talk about the Red Lakes. Cincinnati gets bit up by the Diamondbacks, and let me just tell you, this game was a interesting one from start. This series was an interesting start to finish. First of all, no Nick Castellanos for the first two games of the series because he his suspension was upheld. He had to face the suspension and sit out for two games for his actions against the Cardinals, which we'll get to here in just a second. So it's Tuesday. They opened up the series against the Diamondbacks at Great American Ballpark. And uh, let me just say, this game could have gone official, but they suspended it on Tuesday night after the snow and rain was just too vis too invisible to see. Um, it was the conditions were downhill Tuesday night in Cincinnati. It's, it was basically like a monsoon rain that took over the ballpark, and they had to finish the game Wednesday afternoon. At about five ten an hour before the second game was the the Wednesday game was supposed to start, but 
Tuesday night, the Diamondbacks getting a 5-4 win in the first game of the series. And it was, uh, you know, like I said, it was a monsoon kind of a rainy day as... As the Red Legs get the loss five to four over the Diamondbacks, as it was Birkus the win, he goes to one and zero with a zero ERA. Garrett the loss, he goes to zero and one with a twelve point four six ERA. Uh, Young homering in the game. And then the Kelly walk gave the Diamondbacks the full win in this game. Late as it was the Diamondbacks, a 5-4 winner over the Red Legs. Uh, Farmer homering in the game, his first of the season. It was Creighton to save his second of the season. We then get to Wednesday night's game, and the Reds again fall 8-5 to the Diamondbacks. And it was basically a great game. It was a great game until the ninth inning. When Vandermeer just stuns the Reds. He gets a gets a count, a solid count, and just crushes it into right field. A three-run bomb. And the Reds were on their pace to win that game. They were on the pace to win. And they just couldn't get the job done. He had it pitched set low in the game. Garrett set the pitch low, and boom. He went two-thirds inning pitch. Garrett had the blown save in the game. Two-thirds innings pitch. One run, one hit, three runs. Those three runs were earned. Two of those which were walks, one strikeout, and the one home run given up to Vandermeer. And it was it was Mallet starting. He went six and two-thirds, solid ball, two hits. No runs, none earned, two walks, nine strikeouts. And just to have that game go to a loss was brutal. It hurt. And then going into extras, and and the Reds couldn't find anything in extras. Giving up five runs in the bottom and the top of the 10th inning. And they they rallied with two in the bottom half, but it, it it was just too much, too little, too late. And the Reds fall 8-5 on Wednesday evening. Today, the Reds came out swinging. A total of six home runs in the game. Walker with two, his second and third of the season. Nick Castellanos coming back from the suspension. Gets his sixth of the season. Eugenio Suarez getting his third of of the year. Joey Votto, his fourth and his 299th career home run. And then the young kid, Jonathan India, who I love a lot, gets his first career home run at Great American Ballpark. You would think that that would be enough for the Reds to win. It wasn't. The Diamondbacks come out swinging. The Reds tied it. In the eighth, force extras. And then the Diamond Packs put six up on the board in the tenth, top of the tenth. 
they rallied back in the the bottom half, but it wasn't enough. The Reds fall and get swept by the Diamondbacks by a score of 14 to 11. In the game, Smith gets the win. He goes to one and one with a 2.63 ERA. Sims the loss. He goes to 0 and one with a 6.43 ERA. For Arizona, Peralta homered in the game his second. Kelly his fourth of the season. Starting for the Reds today, it was Hoffman. He went five innings pitch, four hits, two runs, one of which was earned one walk, four strikeouts in the game. It was Sims who got the loss. He went an inning pitch, two hits, four runs, three of which were earned one walk, two strikeouts in the game. And it was a big game for the Red Legs to get back into the hitting spree, but it was just sad to see that the extra inning game Again, kills them for the second straight day in a row. So now the now the uh, Red Lakes will hit the road for a big three-game series in Baseball Town, USA, I call it, which is St. Louis, Missouri, to renew the rivalry between the Reds and the Cardinals. And there, with Castellanos back after the suspension, this one, folks, is going to be a doozy of one, especially... Tomorrow night, 8-15 first pitch, as it will be the Reds taking on the Cardinals. Sonny Gray on the hill. He's got no record of as of yet, but his ERA is a 4.15 ERA. He'll take on Kim, who has not had a record as of yet, but his ERA is a 9 ERA, 8-15 first pitch for that one. Saturday, a 2-15 start time. It will be Miley on the hill. He's 2-1 with a 2.25 ERA. He'll take on Gant who is 0-2 with a 3.21 ERA. The concluding game on Sunday sees Luis Castillo on the bump, 1-1 with a 6.05 ERA, taking on Faraday, who is 3-0 with a 3.85 ERA, 2.15 start time for that one on Sunday afternoon. Then the Reds will head to the West Coast to battle the defending champions in the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that is a huge, huge series in some aspects. Because of the fact that Trevor Bauer now plays for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, Bauer is scheduled to make a start on Saturday night as the Dodgers are playing the Padres. So if you think about the days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday... Possibly Wednesday, he could make a start against the Reds. That would be must-see TV to see him pitch against the team that gave him the Cy Young. Possibility. So we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Uh, it will be Malay on the hill for the Reds. He's 1-1 one one with a 1.74 ERA. The Dodgers have not yet named the starter for set Monday night's game. That first pitch is at 10-15 in Dodger Stadium in Chavez Ravine. So we'll see what happens with that. So we'll see as you're listening to All You Need Offer tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. Let's continue to dive a little bit more into the diamond, get into the aspects Let's look at some news and notes. Of course, the big news of from the Cubby land, of course, is that Joe Penderson is on the 10-day DL. 
with a wrist injury. He will be retroacted to Wednesday. Uh, Nico Horner will, from South Bend for the alternative site who played against the Tigers taxi squad. We'll get the start now on the north side of Chicago. How about the A's? They have won 11 straight. So I think Steve Paparaki, who listens to this podcast, is very excited about his Oakland Athletics, and he should be but because of how good they are. George Springer is close to nearing his debut with the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll see if he gets into the lineup sooner than later, of course. And if, you know, there's been talks already about who's going to get traded first, and um, we're gonna we're planning on trying to get Nick the Money Man Devera, who is a, our baseball insider for the show. We're gonna try to get him on the air and pick his brains about who's 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 gonna be moving when the time comes. But not right now. We're in the start of the season, and with that, let's take a look at the standings. He can't pass judgment until. 30 days after the start of the season. That's how I always think about it. 30 days past the start of the season, we can, we'll know who's for real, who's who's a pretender, who's a contender, and who is not there. Plain and simple. So looking at the standings into today's play and tonight's play, let's take a look at it. Start with the American League, and we'll start with the Central. Kansas City is on top of the division right now at 10-7. and seven. The White Sox are at... 500 at 9 and 9 a game and a half out of first place. Cleveland 8 and 8 at a game and a half out of first place. With Detroit's loss today, they're now 7 and 12, 4 games out of first place. Minnesota is 6 and 11, 4 games out of first place. <coughs> Excuse me. In the East, here is the shocker for you. Boston is leading the division at 12 and 7. Tampa is in second place at 10 and 9 with a, only two games out of first place. Baltimore 8 and 10, three and a half out. Toronto 8 and 10, three and a half games out and the Yankees are 6 and 11. Five games out of first place. There's some panicking going on on the on, in the Bronx right now. I can see it. We can all see it. With Oakland who have winning 11 straight, they are 12 and 7. And leading the West, Seattle 11 and 7, a half a game out of first place. The Angels are 9 and 7, a game and a half out of first place. The Rangers are 10 9 and 10, at three games out of first place. And the Trash Baggers, I mean, uh, Houston Astros are 7 and 10, four games out of first place. In the senior circuit, it is the New York Mets at 7 and 6 in top spot right now. The Phillies are 9 and 9, half game out of first place. The Marlins are 8-9, one game out of first place. Atlanta, 8-10, a game and a half out of first place. And Washington, 7-9 to start the season, a game and a half out of first place. In the Central Division, Milwaukee leads the division at 11-7. The Reds are right there at 500 at 9-9 with only two games out of first place. Pittsburgh, with their win today, are now 9-10, two and a half games out of first place. The Cubs are 8-9, two and a half games out of first place. And the Cardinals are 8-10, three games out of first place. The Dodgers running right now in the West at 14-4. The, the Giants are right behind them at three games out of first place at 11-7. The Padres at even 500 at 10-10. Arizona with their win today now improves to 9-10, five and a half games out of first place. And Colorado 
is 6-12, eight games out of first place. And like I mentioned before, tomorrow is the final game of the alternative site for the Detroit Tigers. They'll take on the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're playing a game tonight, 6-30 over at 5th, 3rd field. But tomorrow, 1 o'clock, first pitch. Tickets are available at mudhens.com. Get down to the ballpark and see the future and the future Mud Hens, as well as the future Tigers and the future Pittsburgh Pirates on the field. And at a price that most people can afford at $10 a piece, you'll get to experience the ballpark and see what it is before you buy your Mud Hen tickets. As well as think about that for a second. You get to go into the ballpark and see the see the stadium, see how it's set up for this upcoming season. As you're listening to All Andy L for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in and let's get into the depression point of this program. It's time for the Jackets Report. It's time to fire the cannon and it's time to put on your jackets. It's time for the Jackets Report, right here on All Andy Alfred. So it's time for the Jackets Report. We're not meant to be, that's ever gonna change. So let's at least agree to go our separate ways. Not gonna change you and you in somebody else. You and me pissing my doing myself, let's tell it like it is and say we're good. That's how I feel about the jackets, because we are good, even though this season is done. It is over. Put it in the book. This season is done. And now with us in last place in the division, it proves that we are done. As I sip my drink. And I am upset. Upset is not the words. Embarrassed. I keep having people come up to me and say, how's your jackets doing? Are they going to make the playoffs this year? It's embarrassing. You know... We are celebrating the 20th season of Columbus Blue Jacket Hockey and how this team went from being so great the last five, six years, making the playoffs in consecutive seasons in a row to now being an absolute joke of a franchise right now is just ridiculous. It honestly is ridiculous. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I just... I. My dad said it best to me the other day. Ever since the Line A trade, the team has gone downhill ever since. And I have to agree with him on it. I really, really have to agree on it. The chem- you do not mess with chemistry. Even though the Dubois did not want to be in Columbus anymore, we have to make the fact that this season is now done. And now we have to look to what next season is going to be. Because in my opinion... 
we're seeing the final games of John Tortorella as head coach of this program. I think Yarmo is going to be looking for a new coach at the end of the season. I don't think they're going to renegotiate, in my opinion. And I love Torts. Torts is... Torts has been one of my favorite bright spots of not this team. The consistency of him and how he deals with his players and he holds his players accountable for their actions. That's what I love about Torts. And I think the Jackets losing Torts is going to be big. It is. But the, the question is, who are we going to get that can tool these young guys and tool these good players you know, to this this young team to Promised Land. Who wants to come to Columbus? Can Nick Foligno come back? Will he come back? I, I, I just hope he does. I really, really hope he does. Because he, he should be a jacket for the rest of his career. He really should. And I really enjoy watching him play. And no offense to... Jackets who are playing tonight in Tampa. I'm not going to watch them. I'm not going to watch them. Watch Toronto tonight. Play Winnipeg. It's the debut of Riley Nash and Nick Foligno. If you're thinking of what team I'm rooting for for the playoffs, I'm rooting for the Leafs. Because I want to see Nick perform really well. Am I going to abandon the Jackets? No. But you always have to have a team to pick for the playoffs. If your team is out. Whether it be Boston. Whether it be the Jet, Winnipeg Jets. Whether it be the Vegas Golden Knights. Whether it be any of the other teams. It's just the fact that I wish the best for Nick. And I just hope that he comes back because his family's here. That's where they're living now. They live in they. His original family lives in Buffalo, but Janice and all the kids and all and all the the her whole fam the whole family lives in Columbus. Just to uproot them to go back to Toronto? No, I wouldn't see that. I just can't see that happening. He should be a jacket, and he should be a jacket for the rest of his career after this after this stint with the Leafs, plain and simple. But let's uh, let's dive into some depression for a little bit, folks. And don't mind me; I'm I'm just gonna be drinking a little bit because of this, because I gotta keep looking at these scores. So the Jackets were after their defeat and swept by the Chicago Blackhawks. At Nationwide, they started off on their second tornado road trip. And they went to Big D to take on the Dallas Stars on the 15th of April one week ago. And they fell to the Stars 4-1. to one. It all started off with Roslevic getting his ninth goal of the season from Delzato and Gregorenko. It was one nothing after 20 minutes. And then it was all Dallas after that. Uh, Gardoff, his seventh. Um, Meg Hedston, his seventh. Gardoff is 8th, and Joe Pavelski is 17th, basically bearing it for the Stars. Let's well, a Jackets fall 4-1 to one to the Dallas Stars at American Airlines Arena. In the game, the Jackets were outshot 31-18. to 31-18. to 
They had seven shots in the first period, five shots in the second, and six shots in the third in the game. Uh, they were outshot. They were outperformed in the faceoff. That sixty-six percent to thirty-four percent. Both teams zero for one on the power play. The Jackets did out hit the Stars twenty to seventeen in the game. Three Stars. Denise Gavrilov, Miro Heiskanen, and Jamie Benn, the three stars for the game. Then on Saturday, the Jackets continued in Dallas. And the Jackets fall to the Stars again, 5-1. to one. <coughs> Excuse me. Had to clear that one out. It all started again with Gavrikov calling on his cell phone his second of the season. From Oliver Bjorkstrand and Cam Atkinson, it was one nothing Jackets before Jamie Benn getting his ninth of the season from Klingberg and Gervoff, making it 1-1 after 20 minutes. And then Gervoff, his ninth of the season, for then Favelski, Klingberg, and Nadell all scoring in the second period, making it 5-1 Dallas, and that's how it ended for the, the hockey game. Nobody scored in the third period. The Jackets fall 5-1. They were outshot in the game 32-22 to on the faceoff dot. They were outshot 64-36. to Both teams over on the power play. Jackets out hitting these stars 21-16 to in the game. They outblocked them 16-13. to So the Jackets get swept at American Airlines Arena. Favelski, the three-star. Nadal, the number two-star. Jamie Benn, the number one-star. So then the Jackets continued their road trip for back-to-back games. In Sunrise, Florida, <coughs> excuse me, as the Jackets took on the Florida Panthers, as they went into Sunrise hoping to get a win, but Bennett scoring first, his first goal with the Panthers, setting it all up as the Panthers beat the Jackets 4-2 at BBT Center Arena. It was Valero getting his 16th assistant on a slap shot, beating Elvis Merzlinkitz, making it 1-0 after 20 minutes. Bennett had then his fifth from Huberto and Duclair, making it 2-0 before Oliver Bjorkstrand getting a goal for the Jackets, cutting the deficit to 1. It was 2-1. Bjorkstrand from Atkinson and Jones at the 13-22 mark of the second period. Fergutis getting his second of the, of the season from Duclair and Forsyth. His eighth of the eighth assist of the season, it made it three one. After forty minutes, and then Zach Delphi, his second of the season from Rob Robinson and Peak, making it three two Florida. Halfway through, and we thought maybe the Jackets would come back, but they didn't. Monero, his seventeenth of the season from Wenberg and Hornquist, four two into the empty net as the Jackets fall four two in Sunrise. To Florida, the Florida Panthers and Bobrovsky gets a even sweep, five game swing over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, the Jackets were outshot in the game 39 36. They were outplayed on the faceoff dot 63% to 37%. Both teams over on the power play. Uh, penalty, penalty minutes was 31 minutes for the Panthers, 21 minutes for the Jackets. They were out hit in the game, 25-24, and they were out blocked, 15-8. Duclair, Bennett, Duclair with the number three star, Bennett the number two star, Vitero the number one star. And the next night, the Jackets took on the 
Panthers again. It was Spencer Knight getting his major league debut, the 13th pick overall in the 2019 draft. Stop 33 saves in the game, getting his first career NHL win and beating the Jackets by a score of 5-1. to Barkoff getting the scoring started with a one nothing leave off of Goosert and Marsmith. And then Bennett, again, his six from Duclair and Huberdeau made it 2 nothing, And then Jack Roslevic getting the goal on the power play. A wrist shot beating Knight. Makes it 2-1. There was a possibility this game could have been tied if it wasn't for an offsides call. If that offsides was not called, it would have been 2-2 going into the 20-minute intermission break. The offsides was called. Goal was taken away. And that basically put the sails out for the Jackets because it was all Panthers the rest of the way. It was Bennett, his seventh. Lomberg, his second. And Huberto, his 16th in the second period, making it 5-1. And that was the final at BBT Center in Sunrise, Florida, as the Panthers beat the Jackets by a score of 5-1. In the game, the Jackets were outshot 34-33 in the game. At the faceoff dot, no, excuse me, the Jackets outshot Florida in the game 34-33, my apologies. However, Florida did outperform them in the faceoff dot 58% to 41%. The Jackets won for one on the power play. The Jackets did outhit the Panthers 29-27. The Panthers outblocked them 7-6, and they had 8 giveaways to 9 giveaways for the Panthers. The 3 stars, Jonathan Huberto, his 3rd star. Sam Bennett, his number two star, and Spencer Knight, the rookie, getting the number one overall star. So the Jackets now continue this final plague of the Tornado Road Trip. They'll head into the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. Then they'll play Tampa again on Sunday. Then they will come back home on the 27th to play the Detroit Red Wings at home before three days off before they play on May the 1st, the final road trip of the season as they will go to Carolina battle their Hurricanes before four consecutive home games at home, two against Nashville, which will be will be there on Cinco de Mayo on the 5th, and the final two games of the season, the 7th and 8th of May, against the Detroit Red Wings. So, thinking about making a sign when I go down to Columbus, saying, bring back Nick on one side, and the other side saying, Thank you, Torts. So, we'll see how that's going to show up. If if I make that sign, we'll follow, follow me on Twitter, and I'll have that posted for you guys right here on All Andy Alfred tonight. Uh, some news and notes around the NHL to pass along to you. We do have a schedule start for next season already. It looks like that they're going to start the season... October the 12th, preseason and training camps will start September 22nd. That's according to Pierre Lebron from TSN in the GM meetings that they had. It looks like the season will start on the twenty on the 12th of October, and training camps will be reported on the 22nd. So it's a quick turnaround from the Cup final being sometime in being towards the end of. The end, the beginning, end of June, beginning of July, ending, flipping that around to the start of the season in September. That's a lot. Two months. <coughs> I 
that says a lot to teams. My apologies for coughing to you guys. Uh, news and notes also for you. Like I said, the Jackets, former captain, Nick Foligno will debut with the Maple Leafs tonight. That's going to be a big thing. Um, Mito Rantanen will not be in the lineup. Uh, in the return from the Avalanche, in the COVID-19 return, uh, looks like it's going to be Connor Garland. It's going to be out week to week for the with the lower body injury as well. And um, Tyler Bertuzzi is out for the Red Wings with the upper body injury. His season is now done. Looking at the standings going into tonight's play, it looks like this. Standings look like this in the Discover Central Division. Carolina reading on the top spot at 30-10-5 with 65 points. Florida with their two wins against Columbus are now 30-12-5 with 65 points as well. Tampa holding strong in third spot at 30-14-2 with 62 points. And Nashville holding the final spot in the playoffs at 25-21-2 with 52 points. On the outside looking in are the following teams. <coughs> Dallas has played only 45 games. They're 19-14-2 with 50 points. Chicago 22-20-5 with 49 points. Detroit at 48 games played are 16-25-7 with 39 points. And the Jackets are in last place. At 48 games played, they're 15-24-9 with 39 points. It can only go up from here, folks. It can only go up from here. That's all I have to say about that. In the Scotiabank North, Toronto reading the division right now at 40, it's 46 games played. They're 28-13-5 with 61 points. Winnipeg, who they're playing tonight, is got has played 45 games. They're 27-15-3 with 57 points. Edmonton has played 45 games. They're 27-16-2 with 56 points. Montreal, 44 games played. They're 20-15-9 with 49 points. On the outside, looking in are the Calgary Flames. At 45 games played, they're 19-23-3 with 41 points. Vancouver, 39 games played, 18-18-3 with 39 points. And the Ottawa Senators have played 46 games. They're 16-26-4 with 36 points. In the Mass Mutual Eastern Division, it sees the Washington Capitals holding the top spot at 29-13-4 at with 62 points. 46 games played. Also 46 games played are the New York Islanders at 29-13-4 with 62 points as well. The, Phila- the Pittsburgh Penguins, excuse me, 46 games played. They're 29-14-3 with 61 points. Boston holding the fourth spot at 58 points. At 26-12-6, they have played 44 games. Outside looking in are the New York Rangers have played 46 games. 23-17-6 with 52 points. The Flyers, 45 games played. 20-18-7 with 47 points. The Devils, 45 games played. They're 14-25-6 with 34 points. And the dumpster fire that is the Buffalo Sabres. They have played 20, 46 games. They are 20, 12, 27, and 7 with 31 points. In the Honda West is the Vegas Golden Knights at 46 games played. They're 33, 11, and 2 with 68 points. Colorado, Lucas's abs, 39 and 4 with 64 points. 43 games played. The Wild are at 46 games played. 29, 13, and 3 with 61 points. And Arizona holding the fourth spot at 47 games played, 20, 22, and 5 with 45 points. 
<coughs> on the outside looking in are the St. Louis Blues at 19, 18, and 6 with 44 points. San Jose, 6th spot, 46 games played. They're 18, 23, and 5 with 41 points. 7th spot sees the LA Kings at 17, 20, and 6 with 40 points, 43 games played. And the final team is the Anaheim Ducks, 47 games played. They're 14, 26, and 7 with 35 points. And that is the NHL standings right here on All Andy Offered. As you're listening to us tonight on the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. Let's dive into a little bit more sports right here on All Andy Offered. So, of course, we haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. Um, The one thing I didn't want to make mention of is I want to congratulate Matsuyama from winning the Masters. Great round. I thought Justin Rhodes looked like he was going to win it. But you can't just go from coast to coast to win 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 the Masters like that. And it was good to see a a bright new face showing up and winning the tournament and winning the green jacket. Um, I thought Phil played okay for the tournament. I thought Justin Johnson, you know, and everybody was thinking Bryson DeChambeau this, Bryson DeChambeau that. You know, he was not a factor. He was a plus four for the tournament. And, <coughs> I don't know, it's just, you know, he's a he's a ball striker. He, but Augusta is not a ball striking place. It's where you have to place the ball. When it comes to that course, it's key. It's pivotal. It's key. It's very, 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 very understanding. So we'll see. And it, for me, it's like the unofficial start of golf season. After the Masters, you can go out and start playing golf. And I did that. I went out and played last Saturday with my friend Lucas Sigerson, of course. Went out to Valleywood Golf Course right there in Swanton. Played with his uncle and his friend. Had a great time out there. Beautiful afternoon on that course. Shot 109. Did not like it. It was my first time out and first time playing that course, so it was good to be out there and you know hitting a hitting it really well and striking it pretty well. Had a good approach shot. Got a couple pars, but it was a lot of double bogey, two putts, and a lot of three putts for me. But it was a good time. Good times were had by all, and I'm looking forward to getting out there to the links even more right here. Northwest Ohio, we have a lot of good golf courses here. We've got, of course, my favorites is Eagles Landing out here in Oregon. Of course, I like Maple Grove, one of my favorites. Uh, Bedford Hills is a good one as well. If you have any recommendations for golf courses, send it my way on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. I want to play some more courses from around the region, of course. And... uh Get married at Stone Ridge Country Club in Bowling Green. I'm going to get a chance to play them that, that course this season probably twice. So I'm looking forward to that coming up this year. As uh, you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. Whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And I do also want to apologize to you guys tonight. Of course, I'm feeling a little under the weather tonight. I'm coming off of a cold it's not COVID. It's not COVID because I am now fully vaccinated, my friends. Fully, 100% vaccinated. It's been a week since my last shot. And um, it's just been a lot of, like, with the weather changing, 
a lot of going from hot to cold, hot to cold, and the allergies <coughs> is making me cough <clears throat> and making my you know throat hurt. And I, I started getting a little bit of a cough cold on uh, Monday. I've been feeling, I haven't been, I was feeling a lot better on Tuesday and Wednesday and today. So about right when we were getting ready to start taping the podcast today, I took a Mucinex before we started this show, and it is just reaming me right now, folks. And though I do apologize for coughing on the air with you guys, usually try to edit that out as much as I can, but when we're in mid-talk and it coughs, when I cough, I do apologize. So bear with me. I'm fully vaccinated. It's not COVID. I'm not fighting COVID. It's just a little bit of a cold allergy. I'm perfectly, perfectly fine. Felt miserable after the COVID shot, by the way. I had all, I was, my back was achy. I had a 103 degree fever. I was nauseated most of the day. And now, after that, I played golf the next day on Saturday, the day after my sickness on Saturday. Felt like nothing ever happened to me. Felt like nothing ever happened. So I had a 24-hour bug with the with all that going into my bloodstream and building up the proteins and everything like that. And now I am perfectly fine. But right now, got a little bit of a cough, a little bit of cold, but I hope you all understand that. So we all have that. So it's time for uh, Andy Ranson. It's not a rant tonight. I wanted to talk a little bit about a new podcast I'm listening to. It is entitled The 50-Yard Line Show. It is uh, some good friends of mine that are have started this podcast. I hope it's not a rivalry podcast, by the way. I'll make mention of that to you, but you, Zach, and you and AJ. Uh, AJ Reynolds and uh, Zach Murray, as well as, I forget the other, it's Clayton something. I forget off the top of my head. Uh, do, 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 do. Here it is. Uh, Clayton, I'm going to butcher this last name. Cotelo. Cotelo? Uh, yeah, they're, they're started, they started their own podcast as well. They're a part of our, part of the Anchor Network, of course. And AJ is a, uh, AJ and Zach both went to Toledo School for the Arts, where my alma mater is, and um, yeah, it's good to it's good to have some compet- a little bit of competition out there for a podcast, of course. So we're gonna have to keep we're gonna have to step it up a little bit. Uh, if you get a chance, go listen to their show, subscribe to their show, subscribe to our show. If you haven't subscribed, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts every week now. We're back on the air starting tonight. We'll be back on the air on Monday for another edition of All Indy Alfred to recap the week that was in baseball, as well as the Jackets, Wolves, and the rest of the NHL as well. So, yeah, the 50-yard line show, line show, go listen to it. Find it on all the platforms, whether it be on, on all the Anchor Network platforms, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, Pocket Cast. Go out there and listen to it. It's a good show. Three guys talking about sports. They had like a little, what I saw was like a mock draft. 
of who they think it's going. If you want more in-depth football coverage, I think that is the place to go to. If you want your baseball and hockey fix, right here. Right here. So stick with me right here on All ADL for in uh, That's going to wrap it up for the show tonight, of course. Uh, if you have any questions, comments for the show, Feel free to pass it along right here on All Andy Elford on the Twitter account at All Andy Elford or as on Facebook.com slash All Andy Elford. Until I talk to you guys on Monday, I'm Andy Elford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. Game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home and to my teams, go Jackets, even though this is the end of the run. Go Tigers and go Red Legs. And let's go Tribe. And let's go Falcons. Congratulations to the men and women's soccer teams. Keep up the good work. Victory is sweetest. When you have tasted defeat, have a great rest of the week, everybody. I'll talk to you on Monday for another edition of All Andy Alford. Love you. Talk to you guys then. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network powered by Anchor. You have been listening to Andy right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Leaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And remember, you can follow Andy on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford. Facebook.com slash All Andy Elford. Podcasts are posted every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network.